Our scripture reading is going to uh, be read by Jenny this morning. Thank you, Jenny. The reading is from Luke chapter 4, verses 14 to 21. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread through the whole countryside. He was teaching in their synagogues, and everyone praised him. He went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and on the Sabbath day he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. He stood up to read and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written. The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. And he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. He began by saying to them, Today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Thank you, Jenny. <laughs> Father, we thank you um, for Alison. We thank you for um, the word that you have laid on her heart during the course of this week, for the time that she has expended in uh, taking time out with you to seek your way, to seek your word, to seek everything that you have in store for us as your people. In this place, we ask your blessing on her now. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 Okay. Okay. Well, good morning, everyone. Um, I would like to start before the message into in introducing you to someone who is extremely important and special to us. So, um, if we can have the first photo, please. Mick. This is our grandson, Oliver. He, he, um, he's so special to us, not just because he's our grandson, but because um, he speaks and he acts and he shows us um, many, many truths from God. And one of the truths that he shows us is um, his great faith. He has great faith. And the next picture, please. So this is Oliver, and he's growing his first ever potatoes. And every time he comes around, we have to measure him against how the potatoes are growing. Now, Oliver has great faith. He's never grown potatoes before. He doesn't know what's happening. But he knows, because we told him, that the, the sack would actually be bulging with potatoes growing inside it. So it's with great faith and expectation that he awaits the arrival of the potatoes. And the next one, 
Uh, this is Oliver after he's planted his broccoli. He loves broccoli and um, he didn't have any doubt that this broccoli would grow. And last Sunday was the first harvest of his first ever broccoli spear. And when Oliver gets excited, he gets so excited. He had every faith and every expectation that that was going to happen. So why have I told you that? Because Jesus told us, be more childlike. Be more childlike. Have that great faith. Have that great expectation that God is working in your life, that um, God is planting seeds and birthing gifts in your life, and that God is here this morning. We told the messy church people yesterday, when Jesus is around, everything changes. So come today with the expectations. Jesus is here and everything will change. Let us just pray for one moment, please. Remember, when Jesus is around, everything changes. Come with expectation. Come with desire to walk closer to God. Receive hope, joy and wisdom. Journey on with lightness as burdens are lifted. Now is the time to step out in faith and receive. Amen. Recently, I was doing a meditation study on the Psalm 23, and it came to the point of, he anoints my head with oil. And in the New Living Translation, I love it when it says, you honour me by anointing my head with oil. It kind of gives a different depth to it, I think. And it really got me thinking, what is this anointing? Now, man can anoint with oil for specific occasions, such as healing or a particular ministry. But there is more to God's anointing. If we were to look up the word anointing in the strongest concordance, it tells us that it is a special endowment. It's a blessing. It's a gift of the Holy Spirit. Its Greek word is charisma, and it refers to the teaching ministry of the Spirit. This shows us that the Spirit of God teaches us all truth. And remember, Holy Spirit only speaks when he hears, and he is ever, ever giving the praise and the glory to Jesus. And the anointing is the very best Bible college to be enrolled in, and it's an exciting adventure with God. Before I read the Bible, I always try to pray, Holy Spirit, would you guide me in the Father's truths? Would you show me the treasures that he has for me today as I read his word? Show me what the Father wants me to learn today. Our reading this morning follows on from Jesus' baptism when he came up out of the water, filled with the Holy Spirit and then follows a 40-day fast in the wilderness, which he comes out from 
full of the Holy Spirit. Remember, Jesus could, do, could not do any miracles before this as he was born fully human without the power of the Holy Spirit in his life. We read Jesus went to the synagogue in Nazareth, returning to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. We hear that Jesus read from the scrolls. He read from Isaiah 61. Then he handed the scroll back to the attendant, declaring, today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. This was Jesus declaring his manifesto, publicly declaring his anointing as the saviour of the world. When Jesus walked the earth, his anointing was evident by the miracles he performed and the lives that he touched. From demons to disease, no sickness or evil presence could withstand the power that flowed through Jesus. Now, as followers of Christ, we have access to the same anointing. In John 14, verses 12 to 14, it tells us, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in your name and I will do it. So, how do we receive God's anointing? The Apostle Paul made reference to the anointing in 2 Corinthians 1, saying, It is God who enables us, along with you, to stand firm for Christ. He has commissioned us. If we look closely into this, we see that through Christ, God gives us his anointing and sets us apart to minister in his gifts. We can use his power, which seals and consecrates us, dedicating us with the spirit to be firmly grounded in Jesus. When we read about the anointing, it does not point to the believer, but to God who empowers the believer. We must always remember through though, sorry, we must always remember though that Jesus is the anointed one and we are merely conduits for his power, his power flowing through us. I was teaching on this subject to some children um, a number of years ago now, and I, I likened it to them being or us being like drain pipes. Okay, so when we pray for someone, we're asking for God's power to come and anoint the person that we're praying for. So we're like the power comes through us and into the person that we are praying for. But remember, Jesus doesn't need our help to do anything. Jesus calls us to have the anointing of the Holy Spirit flowing through us 
to bless us, to grow us, to honour us as we come alongside him in his work. We can do nothing, nothing in our own strength. It is the power of Christ living within us and flowing out of us that enables us to witness, to see God at work in other people's lives. And I need to put this down for this moment because I want to give you a demonstration because our little grandson, Oliver, I'm sorry, he's popped up again. Um, our little grandson, Oliver, loves to tickle his grandpa. He absolutely loves to tickle his grandpa. But it's not just a case of sneaking up on grandpa and tickling him. No, it, he has to be activated. So we have to stand to one side and you're going to stand there, activating tickling machine. And then Granny and Oliver approach Grandpa. And <laughs> tickle Grandpa. And that's what happens. He has to be the power of the tickling machine has to be activated. And then Grandpa has to get up. <laughs> and he has to activate his tickling machine. Activate tickling machine. And Grandpa approaches Oliver. He's here. <laughs> and, and why am I telling you this? Because God's anointing has to be activated. And how can we do that in our lives? I'm going to suggest three ways that we can um, ask God to activate the anointing in our lives. And it, firstly, it can be activated by focusing on God's word. Spend time praying about a situation that you feel needs God's anointing. Are you or someone you know in need of healing? Is there a relationship you know about that needs restoration? Do you need or know someone who needs financial breakthrough? Whatever is weighing on your mind, on your heart, begin to mine, to search in God's words for scriptures that will apply particularly to that situation. Once you find them, write them out. If you can, memorize them. Set them in a place, write them in a place where you will see them often throughout your day maybe on your phone or on a laptop or on the fridge door, etc. There's a great film, I don't know if any of you have watched it, it's called War Room. And it's about this lady who has converted, it's almost like a cupboard, she's converted it into her prayer room. And she goes in there, she's cleared up everything else. She goes in there and she's on her knees and she is praying for situations she spends, I don't know, hours in there. And every time she gets a scripture, she writes it out and she puts it on the wall. Every time she gets a prayer need that she comes to mind, she writes it out and she puts it on the wall. Every time God answers, she sees answer to her prayer, she writes it out and she puts it on the wall. And over time, that room is so soaked in Holy Spirit and the presence of God that every time she goes in there, she just falls on her knees and prayers are answered. When, and um, obviously, 
when our thoughts drift away, as they do, into fear and possibly negativity, or we just get plain distracted. We need to redirect our thoughts, metaphorically grabbing hold of the steering wheel and pulling your focus back to the word of God. The longer we focus on the negative, the more opportunity there is for damage to be done. So grab that wheel quick. And as we read in Colossians 3, set your mind and keep focused habitually on the things above, the heavenly things, not on things that are of this earth. Um, uh, a number of weeks ago on a Sunday morning, um, and we, we were about to come to church. We'd have breakfast. We'd, um, we'd been up for a while and about to step out the door and I suddenly looked down. My clothes were on inside out. <laughs> Nobody had noticed. I quickly dashed and changed, but I thought, hang on a minute, is God actually trying to tell me something? Yeah. This, I've not done this before. I've not done this before. Is God trying to tell me something? So I prayed about the situation and God said, you're looking at situations the wrong way. You're focusing on the physical and I want you to turn it inside out and I want you to look to the spiritual. For example, if you're praying for someone, don't be talking all the time, but listen. And listen to what physical sounds are going on around you because God may be talking to you in the physical as to how to pray in the spiritual because it's in the spiritual that things will change in the physical another way of god's anointing can be activated and that's by expressing speaking out our faith as we build our faith through reading god's word the anointing touch of jesus christ becomes activated but God requires us to speak it out, to express it, to express our faith and to declare it. In Matthew 9, verses 27 to 30, we read, After Jesus left the girl's home, two blind men followed along behind him, shouting, Son of David, have mercy on us. They went right into the house where he was staying, and Jesus asked them, do you believe I can make you see? Yes, Lord, they told him. We do. Then he touched their eyes and said, because of your faith, it will happen. Then their eyes were opened and they could see. These blind men were calling him the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. Jesus asked the blind men if they believed he could do the miracle. Jesus knew he was anointed to give recovery of sight to the blind, but he wanted to hear them speak out their faith. On another occasion, think of the leper who came to Jesus and stated, speaking out loud his faith, if you are willing you can heal me and make me clean. The leper was making a faith demand on Jesus' anointing. 
by expressing, by declaring our faith, it allows the anointing to flow and healing to occur. Have we spoken out our faith lately? Have we expressed in faith statements like the blind men or the leper? Have we expressed it in faith actions like Abraham? In Hebrews 11 we read, it was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going, and even when he reached the land God promised him, he lived there by faith. And the third one, God's anointing can be activated by walking it out every day. Walking in God's promises is not a one-time action, but a way of life. Again, in Hebrews 11, we read, it was by faith that Moses left the land of Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He kept right on going because he kept his eyes on the one who is invisible. We walk out our faith in the words that we say, in our prayers and in our conversations with others and by keeping our eyes on the one who is invisible. It's not always easy though. The faith journey takes effort. We need to hold fast to the promises of God. Maybe we are like the father who pleaded with Jesus to heal his demon-possessed son. I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. The good news is, as we daily choose to look to Jesus and express our faith, we are strengthened one day at a time. <clears throat> Once activated, our anointing has the ability to grow. But how? By making sure that we fellowship with the Holy Spirit each and every day, talking and listening. By keeping our hearts pure, being always aware of God's holiness. By allowing the Holy Spirit to teach us the scriptures. By valuing and cherishing the, the anointing, not grieving the Spirit by our words and actions by glorifying Jesus. Whatever we do in his name, we must do and give him all the credit and all the glory. To finish with a short story that I read. It's about a Bible teacher named F.B. Mayer. He once had a firewood factory that employed prisoners. Mayer would give them a job to do, good wages, a place to live, and when possible, spiritual encouragement. In exchange, he expected them to render good employment. They didn't, and he lost money. Finally, he fired them all and purchased a circular saw powered by a gas engine. In one hour, it turned out more work than the combined efforts that all the men covered 
in the course of a whole day. One day, Mayer had a little conversation with his saw, like you do. How can you turn out so much work, he asked. Are you sharper than the saws that my men were using? No. Is your blade shinier? No. What then? Better oil or lubrication against the wood? The saw's answer, could it speak, would have been, I think there is a stronger driving power behind me. Something is working through me with a new force. It is not I, it is the power behind. Mayer later observed that many Christians are working in the power of the flesh, in the power of their intellect, their energy, their enthusiastic zeal, but with poor effect. They need, we need, to become linked to the power of God through the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Let us pray. Today, God is saying over us, Today is a day of adventure. Journey with me. Doors will open. Ways will become clear. Many blessings will be showered upon my children. Only receive. Only give. Walk with me. Align your ears to the spiritual. You'll be amazed. My voice is clear, not booming, but just as loud. Clear your minds of distraction and you'll hear. Mine is the voice that speaks love. I am so proud of you. I love you, Dad. Father, would you anoint us this morning with the power of your Holy Spirit? Would you invade us, energise us, bring us to a new place of renewal and vitality? Would you come with enlightening power and would you convict us and strengthen us? creating us a new heart to glorify the mighty name of your Son, Jesus, our Saviour and our Lord. Amen.